Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hi all, it's Eli here, letting you know that the end of time and other bothers will return for a special holiday episode on December 22nd. Or if you're a Patreon backer at the $2 level and higher, you'll get to hear that three days early. And oh my, it's a wacky one. Uh, in the meantime, if you're looking for some more actual play shenanigans, we got a treat for you. You might have heard us talking uh, previously about Dungeons and Dragons, uh, one of our favorite live play shows starring some of our favorite folks. They're in the midst of their second season, which is an all new adventure with all new characters. And that's where we're going to start you off with season two, episode one, A New Beginning. If you like what you hear, check them out at dumbdragons.com or search for Dumbjins and Dragons wherever you get your podcasts. We're also both members of the Reckless Play Guild, so if you're on Facebook, stop by the group for lots of great RPG discussions and silliness. All right, on with the episode. We're a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast, and I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. And with me today is Carla Johnson. That is me, now playing Nerixius Acra, better known as Glim, a dragonborn paladin. Also with me, Tom Laird. Yeah, that's me. I play Moot. He is a half-orc wild magic sorcerer. And Amy Moore. That's right. Russ hasn't asked me to leave the podcast yet. I now play a light but halfling rogue named Sullivan Slight. Welcome, everybody. How's everybody feeling today? Feeling good. Cozy. So near death. <laughs> For two reasons. 
Number one. I'm sick in real life. Number two. But I don't really feel near death. These characters are just like so delicate. Oh, they're so squishy. Like, oh my God. Opening this character sheet was gave me like traumatic flashbacks because I only have like, you know, 11 hit points to my whole life. It's crazy. Dude, that's two more than I have. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, did we battle last time? I thought for sure. I didn't remember a fight. I've only talked to my two moms. It was a real knockdown drag out <laughs> chat though. Oh my goodness. Um, yes, we are playing some new characters today. The characters that were introduced in episode 74. And if you're new here, we play Dungeons and Dragons and we just finished a big Rise of Tiamat arc. And now we're playing new characters. So you get to know those characters along with us, along with us as. Nope, that's not how you say that. You get to learn about those characters along with us. That's a better way to say that. Oh, God, guys, we're terrified. It's like we're doing it for the first time (sighs) ever because we've been playing these characters for like, what, three plus years? Years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. More than three years. It's it's like wearing the same clothes every day and then someone coming along and being like, "Mm, new human wardrobe. Here's your fursuit, and then you're, I don't know where I'm going with this, but then you have to live in a fursuit, and you just don't know. You don't look like yourself. You don't know how to act anymore. This seems like a very specific example. Has someone come by and given you a fursuit to wear? it is very specific. No, but this this analogy got away from me. Yeah, or like fair. maybe like starting a new job where you don't know how sure, to do anything that's yet. The, I mean, but I like Amy's The better. human fursuit, also a good <laughs> Amy's option. is more like universally applicable. Like everyone could really relate to what she was saying. Sure, Not sure, everyone sure. has a job, Carla, but we could all have fursuit. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where we were going with that. New characters. New characters. Scary times. Scary times. For those of you who have been with us for, for 80, 84 episodes now. The 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 OG characters, they'll be back, but we're going to start this thing off with these new characters. It's going to be a little bit of a, a time, a backwards time step. Oh, and then we'll catch up and then we'll we'll it, it'll all make sense. I've planned it out in my head and those things always work. Always. Always. It will be hard, though, because we'll have to, like, not know things that we already know. Mm hmm. You know how good we are at separating player knowledge and character knowledge? Don't worry about that. You You're in a the, different place. We also okay. forget a whole lot of stuff, so true. there's a good chance that's true. Doing this true. all over again. Something that happens that we haven't got to yet, but we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, um, where when you join us, you get an episode dedicated to you. Like today's episode is dedicated to Lori Carrianen. Thank you, Lori. Thanks, Thank Lori. You, Lori. you rock. You want to join us on Patreon? Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. But in the meantime, let's play D&D. Where we left off was with our good friend Glim. We left you with your mama, Bean, and you were on your way and had made it to a temple of Bahamut. As you walk up the steps to the temple, you begin feeling nearly a physical pull. 
almost as if something is drawing you towards the large wooden doors. As you enter, following your mom, you see seated at the back of the room, an older human male, long gray hair tied into a half messy ponytail, kneeled over in silent prayer. From above, you hear the call of small birds. And when you look, you see only a silhouette of them in the light through the open vented roof. You look down into the front of the cathedral and you see a seemingly humble setup there that opens up before you. Pews hand-carved out of weirwood and within you sense a divine and vibrating resonance coming from the pews, leading or guiding you up to the front of the cathedral. What is Glim feeling or thinking, right? I think like a general sense of awe. I mean, she certainly has been brought up to worship Bahamut. So this is like, would already be like a very powerful experience because I think she has never been to this temple, correct? I think that's what we uh, said no. last time yeah, she had. No, yeah. So this is already like a very powerful experience of a like, you know, deeply religious person visiting a religious place. Um, and I think particularly like she has those multicolored scales. And I think her platinum scales particularly are like she feels like she can feel them more in this place. Your train of thought is broken as your mama touches your arm, bringing your attention back to the front where you are surprised that you are now. You've made it through the entire cathedral, kind of the entire walk washed over you. Standing before you at the front is a hooded figure in deep blue robes, worn to time and fraying around the edges of their platinum threads. You hear a voice come from below the hood. You can't see a face. Tell me, is this person going to be someone you know or someone you don't know? Oh, um... I honestly thought it was going to be like a switch em up where this person's going to like pretend they're the priest and then the guy in the back's going to be like, just kidding, it is me. I don't know why he is it's Shakespeare in French. love, you know, with the French prince. Yeah. He pretends he's not the prince. Why? I don't know. Because it's fun. 15 years ago, I saw that movie, apparently. Top of mind. Um, but I would say this is not someone I know. Okay. The person lowers their hood and it is a human female. She has grayed hair. She's got lots of laugh lines and deep wrinkles in her, in and around her eyes. And she says, hello, my child. You must have a hundred questions and I will answer as many as I can. But first, who do you believe you are? Well, I mean, I don't know if this is really true, but I've always in my clan been told that, you know, I was a descendant, a very, very, very far removed descendant of Bahamut. But I don't know if that's 
That seems like it can't really be true. It seems actually a bit obnoxious to think that, but that's always what I've been told. As you kind of trail off there, a gentle smile crosses her face. And she says, my child, you are a child of Bahamut. Not a distant relative, not a long line faded. You are a direct descendant of Bahamut himself. And I look at Mama, who is with me, say, so are, are you a descendant of Bahamut? Two is our whole family. And I look back at the lady and like... Your mama, who had taken a couple steps back once you had reached the front, she kind of clears her throat. She's like, um, no, no, Glim. Um, you, while your mom and I are your, are your parents... You arrived to our village um, when you were very, very young. And we took it upon ourselves to give you a safe home. It was made apparent to us that you had gifts and powers, not powers, but You had a a draw to help people. And your mom wanted to protect you because of how, I don't want to say naive, but how naive (laughs) you can sometimes be towards some of the dangers of the world. So you told me that that there was a dream that I was a a protector. Was there really a dream, or did I have a note, you know, pinned to my swaddling clothes, or what? The man who brought you to us, he told us that you were in line to be the world's next savior. We, how how do you believe someone? Who says that? I don't know. But there was a dream, as as I had said, that later came as you as you got older, and it became very clear that there there was more going on than what we had thought. Someone just bringing you to us, but following what your mom wanted to do, we protected you. We separated the village from all but necessary engagements and and trade, shielded your view of some of the wrongdoings, which is increasingly harder in today's times. I mean, I'm stunned, I guess. Um, It's a lot of information, my little delicate, not that young, 25-year-old life, but still. I just have... 
I have so many questions. And I look um, back at the woman and say, did you, like, did you deliver me to the village? Should I be here? And I guess, where are my manners? What's your name? My name is Sirma. Sirma Shora. I was not the one to bring you to the village. But I was designated to be the one to help guide you once the decision or the call was put out for you to begin your trials as a bastion to Bahamut. Well, I mean, it seems like we're wasting time. Honestly, this bard came and he told us that Tiamat might be rising and the whole kingdom is in total disarray. And and I, I because I was so sheltered, I feel overwhelmed by all of this information. But I want to help and I want to, I guess, live up to my destiny? Seems like a crazy thing to say out loud, but but that's what I want to do. It feels like the right thing to do. Being here feels right. Your time is, is coming soon. The troubles that are in the world now are, are being dealt with and will be dealt with. We feel that they are in capable hands. Your call is for something coming later. What that is, we don't know yet. Those who fight for Faerun and for Toril and for the world at large are already out there making sure that there is something to fight for later. So what happens now? Do I... I feel like I don't know anything. Will you teach me how to help the world? I will do my best to set you on a good foot. There's a lot to talk about and a lot to learn. And before we send you off, we will do as much of that as we can. Dope. (laughs) Sullivan Slight. Where we left you last, you were running away from the Cult of the Dragon. You had just been asked to do something that you deemed far beyond your abilities. My heart could not do Ethically. You ran into the forest. How far did you run and where did you go? Well, I don't think Sullivan Slide knows where he went. Because north, south, east, west, I think those are all very... He's like more of a landmark kind of guy. So he just started running away. Away from where that village was in the opposite direction as as far as his little like halfling legs would carry him. And he only stopped once he could pot, like 
go no further. Just he physically could not run anymore. You wake up, bleary-eyed. Your head hurts. Am I hungover? Maybe. I don't know. You could hey, be. You know what? It's entirely possible that you are hungover. <laughs> I, won't, I won't make that decision for no, you. I'm definitely not. The cults uh, did not allow footmen such as myself to arm myself with liquor. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so you wake up. You're bleary-eyed. Your head hurts. And your back is very sore. And as you clear the haze from your vision, you see cold stone dimly illuminated by light coming in through bars of a small window on a wall. I panic and and scramble and back myself up to the closest wall so that there's nothing that can come at me from behind me. You do so and you hit cold stone as you fall off the bench that you're on. You're looking around and you see that you are in a small cell plank wood bench in front of you, a bucket in the corner, and several other cells that you can see, but from what you can tell, only one other person a few cells away. Otherwise, it is a very cold and damp prison. Hey! 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 He doesn't appear to can I see if it's a man? Um, it, it looks like a man, yeah. Human man? Yeah. Human man. Hey, you! Big guy! Do I, is there anything around me? No. Anything I can throw at him? Um, is there anything inside my bucket? <laughs> anything I can splash at? Nothing, nothing yet. Okay. Nothing yet, all yeah. right. Um, yeah, no, there's nothing nothing in there, and it appears that you have been... All of your items appear to be no longer with you. Basic Fuck. clothes. Um, Make a perception check. Oh, God, okay. Thirteen. Um, as you're panicking and calling over to the man who you're not sure if he's sleeping or just dead, you can't really see much sign of movement in general, you begin to hear the sound of street noise outside the window. Uh, so the window's located above the bench? Yep. Okay. Um, I quickly and nimbly run up, jump on the bench, and, and try to reach for the bars of the window. You do so. And you look outside and you see a... It's, it's daytime. Um, you're not sure what time of day it is exactly. But it's a very busy street, and you don't really recognize many landmarks around you. There looks to be a long, narrow street that is main there. Um, There's a big open courtyard down at the end of one way, and you can't quite see around the corner going the other way. There are lots of people, uh, elves, humans, half-orcs, halflings, all wandering about. How far away am I from those wandering people? Not super far. If I yelled at them, could they hear me? Let's try. Hey! Most of them don't pay much attention. A couple people kind of look over and as they keep walking. Hey, what What city is this? What town is this? Somebody tell me where I am. Uh, a small child um, kind of sees and, sh- and she says, It's never wintered, prisoner. Hey. Thanks. And you see her, her 
her mother kind of like usher her along and give you a foul look. I kind of, I let go and I drop back onto the, the bench and I sit down and I try to do a little bit of mental math based on where I was and how close I knew Neverwinter to be. You know, Neverwinter was between 500 and 600 miles. About a thousand kilometers. <laughs> Far ways away, and there's no way that I ran most of the way. 800 kilometers. To, um, <laughs> to Neverwinter. So I must have been picked up along the way. I, I look at the walls. Is there any markings or carvings or scratches or anything from previous tenants? Um, nice way to say it. Tenants. The previous tenants, tenants. of this of this prison. Cell. Um yeah, you it's a short term rental. As you try Worst Airbnb ever, I give it one star. Um yes, you see there's you know standard prison kind of fare. There's tally marks. Um Farhoor has a small dick scratched on there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Farhoor has a small dick. For a good time, call out down the street. Is also written there. Call out, just, <laughs> I want a good time! But nothing helpful that I can see on these, on these walls? Okay, I go over and I inspect the lock. Okay, um, make an investigation check then. Five. Um, it looks like a, a standard prison lock. Um, something that you have picked in the past, but you don't appear to have your tools on you. Is my hair still up? No. Oh, I'm a sneaky athlete, and I always have bobby in my hair, because I can't achieve a proper man bun without them. Um, I try my hand again at calling to my buddy, my maybe dead, maybe not dead buddy. Hey, you dead? He coughs. That's the sound someone makes when they're alive. Uh, Hey, mister! He kind of turns over, and then you (laughs) hear the door down at the end of the cells farthest away from you. It opens up and says, Be quiet in here! Where's here? You're in prison. What? (laughs) Hey, come over here. You seem like a very intelligent man. We need to speak. A well-armored soldier enters the room. He's walking closer to your cell. Stops about half a cell away from the entrance to yours. What's your name? I don't answer questions. Oh God, you don't know your name? I know my name. I don't have to tell the likes of you. Oh, I never said you had to. Sorry, buddy. My name is Sullivan Slate. And you are? Dinner's not for a while. Oh, what's for dinner? Oh, better question. Do you know why I'm here? I was just camping, like, probably 200 miles, I don't know, away from here, Mm -hmm. and I just woke up here. You were camping, then stealing. Oh. And then you got arrested, Mm. put up a fight, and then you ended up here. That doesn't sound like me. I mean, that's that's what's on the report. Show me whose ass I kicked. I mean, I said, said I got you, into a fight. I said you put up a fight. I did not say you kicked someone's ass. It was implied with the tone of awe in your voice. So dinner, what is for dinner? Same as every night. Rule. 
Well, how would I have known that? This is my first night here. I just assume people know what they eat in prison, and no, it's not no, good. No, no, no. Um, so, like, who's in charge here? Just the is warden. It you? Oh, well, I mean, I'm in charge right now because I'm highest ranking officer here. Of course you are. So what would it take for me to get a meeting with the warden? Uh, miracle? Hey, you seem like a miracle man. Can I make like a charisma check? <laughs> I'm, I'm acting very charismatic, but sure. I don't... Yeah, make yeah. it uh, <laughs> Either, um... Are you going for persuasion or deception? Um, I think I'm going for probably persuasion. Okay. I'm trying to get him to do what I want. 16. What kind of miracle, my man, can you make happen for me to get me to see the warden? I only need five minutes of the fine man or woman's time. Well, the warden isn't here right now. Um, but, I mean, I could, I could get them to... Maybe see if they could come talk to you. you. You know what? Everyone here is wrong about you. You, the man. Don't you even think about what other people are saying because you know what's going down. And I appreciate you. What was your name? I didn't say my name. I know. I just wish I knew because I feel like we're really bonding. How right did now. you know they're talking about me if I didn't say my name? Well, they were talking about the big handsome in head of the head of this place guy that's not you i mean sounds like you to me it's definitely not jerry oh no fuck jerry no don't well well no i mean not even on my worst day but uh well thank you very much miraculous stranger you're welcome sullivan slight what's he been saying about me ah God. ramblings of a crazy man just don't even I'll beat him later. Um, he begins walking out. I wait till he leaves. And he shuts the door behind him. Yo, dude, look, listen, I'm super sorry about what's probably going to happen to you later. That wasn't my intention. Got away from me. Got away from me. You could have talked to me, though. You could have talked to me. Good Lord, you talk a lot. Yeah. Grumbles, and he's not turning, turning to you directly. So what are you in here for? Uh, apparently, I was selling... Goods not at the correct value, deemed by the officers in charge. What a rinky-dink operation is this? I was told that I was stealing, and then got into a fight and kicked some big ass, and then I woke up here, and I don't remember any of that. I mean, I think he said you got into no, a I fight. No, I heard what he said. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> so, well, um, Sullivan Slight. And you are... And sits up and turns and looks at you and says, uh, name's Murph. Nice to meet you, Murph. Merv. Oh, Merv. Sorry. Sorry, Merv. Yeah. I think we're going to be the best of friends, you and I. I think it's yeah. going to be good. Uh, how um, how awful is, uh, is the dinner around here? Her cool. Rhymes with cool. Yeah, they mix it with fish heads. Oh. So it's not <laughs> super great. It's all right. I'm ovo pesco lacto. I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I'm a fisherman, so I think I'd like fish heads, but not the way they make them. It's all in the attitude, my friend. All in the attitude.
Moot. We last left you leaving home. Yeah. Running away, kind of. Like, for the good of everyone, though. For noble reasons. For noble yeah. reasons, yeah. No, it was uh, definitely for, for, for good reason. What is it that Moot is going in search of? Uh, Moot wants to find some sort of either teacher or some sort of uh, magic user to help him, like, get a handle on his situation. Right, with your village and your family, you've, you've traveled reasonably far, but you have heard that there are teachers in several of the larger cities, but the nearest one to your village would have been Neverwinter. Well, that's where I would have went. It is a several day, if not week journey, and you set off from High Forest and you caught a lift on some caravans and surprisingly didn't run into too much on the road, which you were told is um, something to be thankful for. After uh, a couple ten days journey, make it to the gates at Neverwinter, one of the northern gates, and you hop off the caravan and set off into the city. And you, uh, along the way, you heard that there were Tales of Neverwinter as the City of Wonders. There's a lot of artificers and wizards, and before the plague, the spell plague was one of the highest looked upon cities in all of favor. It has since come back to near what it was before, um, with some minor differences. An earthquake tore apart part of the city in the southern, southern, southeastern quadrant. There is a floating tower that hovers above that showed up mysteriously one day and is now considered a beacon of hope. You set into the city and it is about midday. There are packed streets, lots of people. And you are free to do what Moot would do. Uh, well, Moot, uh... Is there any sort of guard or, like, maybe a, like, stop here for information about the city kiosk that he could maybe attend? There's, uh, we'll say there's, there's a, there's a hospitality center of sorts. Gonna, I'm gonna head on over to that hospitality center. The door opens with a, a, a chimed jingle as you enter, um, and it's a quiet building, some a bit of dust you notice kind of collecting in the corners um, and, and and a young male, probably in his early 20s kind of bored looking sitting behind the counter reading a book and he kind of looks up and sees you walk in and he says well, what, what can I uh, what can I help you with uh, hi hi friend um, I, was, I was wondering are there are there any wizards here he Looks up from his book again. He says, "Yeah, but like, do do you know where I could find one? Maybe a teacher or or like a school or oh, anything like that." Oh, you're looking for schooling. Are you, are you looking to take up wizardry? Are you? 
I mean, it wasn't really high up on my list of priorities, but then like I it kind of was all of a sudden. So yeah, I would I would I would love to know like what the deal is. Sure. Yeah, there are definitely schools um, uh, for wizards here. There's a there's, you can go uh, kind of there's the whole arcanists quarter down southeast there. You could go visit there. Um, there's the school. You might have heard of the heard of the school. Uh, I haven't. This is uh, this is my my first time here in Neverwinter. Oh. oh well, welcome to our fine city. Neverwinter is a friendly city of craftsmen who trade extensively via the great merchants of Waterdeep. I, I feel like you've had to prepare this speech before, Wait. but really, you, you don't have to. Oh, Wait. there's more. Okay. This- their water clocks and multi-hued lamps can be found throughout the realms. Okay, um, Neverwinter gonna... gained oh. its name from the skill <laughs> of its gardeners, who contrived to keep flowers blooming throughout months of snow. I mean, I'm curious about these. <laughs> <laughs> they continue with pride. Sorry if I don't say that. Okay, get in tr- yeah. I get in trouble. Okay, yeah, no, I I would hate for you to get in trouble. Um, so you you were saying the Arcanus Quarter and also a, a school. I would love to hear more about this school. Yeah, it's Nogwood's School of Wizarding. Nogwood. Um, do do I need any sort of invitation to attend Nogwoods, or can I just go and knock on the front door? I mean, you can just go knock on the door. They're they're pretty nice over there, a little hoity-toity uh, compared to uh, some of the other folks in town. But um, you're just looking to get some information. Yeah, since I since I'm picking your brain here, mm-hmm. who, who are some of these not hoity-toity people? Maybe I can go see one of them as well. Not hoity-toity wizards. Um, I mean, there was this one guy I knew. He was pretty nice. I don't know if he's still around. His name was was Gabriel. Gabe. Gabriel. Could have been something like right. that. No, 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 it was a while ago that I saw him. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess I'll just uh, I'll just head out. Uh, which Which kind of direction are are all these places? Do you have like a city map, maybe? Oh yeah, sure. I've got maps. Perfect. Uh, final question for you, new new friend. Um. Are there any of those water clocks you mentioned here in the city? I'd love to see one of those. They are nearest the water. (laughs) Some people think that Neverwinter looks like an angry fish, but really it was designed in the shape of an eye. Hmm. Okay, I can see that. That it's by something's by the water is not helpful. No. There's like ocean and then a river and then it looks like a lake also. Maybe there's one by every water. All the water. Just any water. I guess it is what they're known for, those water clocks. Um yeah, so now that I'm looking at the map, um can you maybe circle where where some of these things are, like the Arcanus Quarter or or Gabriel's place? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where Gabriel's place is. He was at the he was at the school. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, um, currently, if you're looking at your map, you're right here. And he points to the uh, on the kind of north 
west. There's a two two spot that uh, signifying an entrance to the city, like a two ah, pillar okay, spot. Yep. So you just kind of came in. You're in the kind of that entry quarter, entry open entry way there. Um, and he circles off to the west. You know what? Actually, that big open courtyard area on the far west, that's going to be your school. Okay. Um, and then across the river, he says, you can take one of our many sculpted bridges to get over to the Arcanus Quarter. Um, and it is the north side of the southeast quadrant, so it's split um, there is a giant river uh, that mm-hmm. splits through the southeast, or a lake, rather. That is the, the earthquake wreckage that came across our city. Uh, I do have a, a question about the design of the city itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of bridges in only one section of town here. Why are there no bridges later, like over to the east? Well, they are to take you to the to the better parts of Neverwinter. Um, you see, down in the southeast section, that's kind of the beggars' quarters as well. They wanted to try and separate that part a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, I mean, I don't, yeah, sure. It, I mean, I don't see why there couldn't be a bridge over there, but I guess I'll have to do a little walking. You know, you get to take in our entire city, which is something that not a lot of people get to do. Okay, I uh, I, I appreciate the, the heads up and all the information. Uh, I'm going to go for a stroll over to the uh, to the Nogwoods Academy and see see if I can talk to someone over there. Um, yeah, yeah, you're walking through, uh, through the streets there. You see people of all different types of uh, races and backgrounds, and, um, you, uh, begin, yeah, you keep walking through the streets, and you pass underneath, as you are walking, a giant, hovering, looks like part of a castle. A deep black in color, and you walk into the shadow of it, I mean, you feel kind of a, a wash over top of you. Um, and as you exit the shadow, make a perception check. Sure. I should have asked the dude about the floating tower. <laughs> I forgot all about it. Uh, that is, let me pull up my stats here. Hang on. Because I got different stats. Uh, that is a 15. You notice that your shadow has disappeared. Does this freak me out in any way? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, make a let's make a wisdom saving roll. Oh boy! All right, that is a seven. You are freaked out. Your shadow is gone. What does Moot do? Is there anyone on the street nearby? Yeah. Maybe walking by me? Yeah, there's lots of people around. Um, I'm gonna run over to somebody and say like um what happened to my shadow can you see my shadow uh you run over to uh, a man who's dressed quite he's in quite nice fineries and he kind of looks at you and takes a step back and says what are you the you're new here yeah yeah it's my it's my first like few minutes here oh okay your shadow will come back okay but why did why did it disappear to start with the shard of night there 
now kind of known as the Shard of the Moon, but a lot of people still call it the Shard of Night. It, it, the magics on it remove shadows. So you walk underneath it, your shadow disappears, it, it will come back in time. Don't, don't uh, okay. worry. Um, what, what, why, what is it, why is it here? Did you not talk to the, the information booth? I did, but he didn't. He didn't say anything about this. Who, who was working? Was it? Uh, I, I don't know. Some bored twenty-something guy. Uh, Denton. Yeah. I don't have a lot of time, but I will. I will tell you about the shard of the night. Okay. But I yeah. Please, he, thank you. He kind of he kind of puts his hand on your shoulder. He's like, "Are you going to be okay?" I. Yeah, yeah. I I think so. Just talking about this is helping a lot. From quite a while ago, the Shard of the Night was... I mean, it just kind of showed up one day. I know, that doesn't really explain a lot of things, but it has the ability to eat shadow and darkness, is what they is what they called it. So anybody who walks underneath it, the shadows disappear. There was a group called the Netherese. They, they attacked to try and take the Shard of the Night. They wanted its power, what it could do. They weren't very great people. But then, one day, some lovely people, lovely lady named Lady Jasmine, she came along and she brought the Shards of Salune, and she banished these netheries from the Shard of the Night. Ever since then, these Shards that were put into it Shards of Salune have been have given more of a, a mystical, uh, fantastical, good aura that protects the city and has given it um, kind of a, a beacon of hope. So really now, more than anything, it's a, a religious symbol for Salune, who watches over the city. So why it's here, nobody knows. It just showed up one. Is this is this Lady Jasmine some sort of sorcerer? She was kind of a priest um, of sorts, not really a sorcerer, or, or not really a wizard. Kind of a, a some sort of a cleric, someone who's just more religiously driven. Okay. Uh, what what was what was your name? My name is uh, Gregor. I appreciate the 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 information there, uh, Gregor. Of course. Um, do you do you know of any wizards? Around town? Yeah, yeah, there's lots of wizards in town. Um, what was your name? Uh, I'm, I'm Moot. Moot. Pleasure. Um, what what are you looking for? Well, see, I, I kind of... I need to find a wizard just to ask some questions, basically. Okay. Go to the school. Okay. Nogwoods? No, yeah, go to Nogwoods. Uh, so you got that information from, the, from uh, Denton. Yeah. Go to Nogwoods. I mean, just there's a, there's a big gate that you're gonna, you're gonna have to go through. Unless you're through, not a big deal. They love people coming in. I mean, they probably don't love people coming in, but I mean, if you're, you're seeking information, is what you're doing. Go to the front yeah. desk. Usually, a lovely lady uh, named Shilsu. She's usually working at the front desk. Tell her Gregor sent you. 
and that you have a few questions for for somebody there. All right. I, I can I can do that. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Gregor. Of course. And I kind of hustle on my way. And he watches you go and then walks off. You uh, keep walking through the streets and uh, you hear a call uh, coming from one of the buildings. Hey! Hey! And I kind of look up, but I don't really notice anything out yeah, of the ordinary. You, you, you hear somebody yelling out of a window, but you don't really quite see them directly. You keep going. Um, you pass by a, a, a tower that looks like it has one at one point fallen over and it has crashed down into the streets and there are people kind of going in and out of it. Uh, very jovial. Um, it looks like it's been made into from from the face of it uh, a sort of tavern. Um, and you carry on to the gate of Nogwoods. Do I have to knock? Is it open? Is it closed? What's the deal here? It is free to travel up the path if you so desire. All right. I'm going to kind of almost double time my efforts through the gate. It's a long, long stretch of road that goes up to a large castle at the center of this wide open green clearing. Uh, One of the few green clearings that you've seen since you've been in here. And you make it up to the big front door. Uh, which appears to be kind of cracked open just a little bit. And I kind of give it like two big raps on the door as I kind of slowly open it and say, Hello? You hear a, a your voice kind of echo and bounce off the, the open chambers. Um, you hear some voices from down inside and some footsteps that come to the door and pull it open. And there's a an elven uh, female. She says, Yeah. Yes, you can you can come in and she opens the door and allows you through. Uh hi. Um I ran into someone named Gregor who told me to come talk to a a, Shil- a Shilsu, I believe it was. Yes, Shilsu, that's me. Yeah. Oh, um yeah, I was I was wondering if you guys could maybe help me out or answer some questions. Of of, of course, yes. Um is what are you, what are you looking for? What's your name? Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, my name's Moot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I kind of had this magic happen uh like a couple weeks ago, and it it was really scary. Uh, so I was wondering if you guys could maybe help me. Mag- magic happened. It just happened. You weren't like you weren't like playing with spell books or scrolls or. I've no, I've I've never never seen a spell book, mm. or at least to my knowledge. Ah, okay. Uh, well, come in, have a seat. I will uh, I will see if there's someone uh, who can come come speak with you. Okay, thanks. She ushers you to a seat in the corner by her desk, and she kind of goes off into the back of the chamber that she's in and leaves. We cut back to Glim, and you um, are standing with the priest and your mama, and you've just been told that you are a future savior of the world. Sirma looks at you and she says, your journey will take you far across Fable, several, several times over. What we will teach you here 
the day and for the next few days is what hopefully you can expect along those travels. We will grant you some tools of the trade, some tools of your calling that have been left to be bestowed to you. And we will try to answer as many questions as we can before we part ways for now. She walks back to uh, a half-open door behind the altar, and uh, she says, come, come, come with me. Well, I'll be staying here, right? So can I have a minute to say goodbye? Of course. Just come join me when you're ready. She nods to uh, Bean and walks in through the door. Uh, well, I turn to Mama and say, this is a lot to take in. Yes. And I'm scared and overwhelmed. But I think I'm doing the right thing. So I guess thank you for having me be your daughter for these last 25 years. I love you. I give her a hug. She says... And I say, beat it. (laughs) She says, we love you too. Okay, well, I'll try and be back soon. I guess I don't know how long being the savior of the world's gonna take me, but I'll, I'll see you soon, okay? And I follow Sirma through that door. Bean watches you go and you turn back and see her begin to walk out. You also notice that the that the room is empty now. You don't hear the call of uh, the birds um, or I see the see the old man who was sitting at the back. He left at some point. You walk through the door and Laid out, you see a shield, platinum-edged, deep blue, shining shield with the emblem of Bahamut in the center of it. Beside it, you see a scuffed-up steel used war pick that, although it looks used, still has a vibrance and a radiance to it that you can't quite explain just by looking at it. And you see Sirma go over to them and pick them up and hand them to you and says, we will begin training with these tomorrow. If you have any questions now, let's talk about them. Otherwise, it is uh, perhaps time for rest. I think... I'll have a lot of questions tomorrow, but for right now, rest seems like it might be a good idea. And she takes you back out and out of the chapel itself. And behind, there are a couple of single-roomed quarters. Uh, And she leads you to one of them, and she says, this is where you will stay for the next few days or week, however long you need. I will be in the other one if anything comes up. Please come find me. She opens the door and puts your stuff down inside. 
and leaves or goes to leave in case you need to stop her from um no I think I like want uh, some time to process all this business okay uh, so she closes the door behind her um, and you are alone in this room it's a it's a very modest room a single bed a table uh, with uh, two small chairs at it and some writing utensils and paper otherwise not a lot in this room What's Glim doing or thinking? Um, I think that she is probably going to, um, like, try to commune with Bahamut or, you know, like, meditate, essentially, and think about, like, try to center herself. And, you know, she is a deeply spiritual person that needs to kind of reconnect to that because her whole life has totally just changed. You've been listening to Season 2, Episode 1 of Dungeons & Dragons. Check them out at dumbdragons.com or look them up on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, Both Dungeons and Other Bothers are members of the Reckless Play Guild, along with Dark Dice and the Lucky Die. Look us up on Facebook. And yes, The End of Time and Other Bothers will return on December 22nd. We'll see you then. Bye for now. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the alley, the scent is stronger, overpowering. As I watch, the overhead lamps flicker and wink out one by one. God damn it. No. The girl appears briefly under the last streetlight, the headphones snug against her ears, the Walkman clasped to her hip. She's oblivious as she walks, lost in her own world. Hey, stop! I need to talk to you! Then she's swallowed up by the darkness again. Helen, wait a second! (laughs) It strikes her in the gloom so fast she barely has time to scream. She falls into the edge of the lamplight and lies there, bleeding, motionless. The man's skin is scaly, flaking, and there are patches of soot on his cheeks. He stares at me with eyes like midnight. Eyes that are devoid of remorse, devoid of humanity. He's one of them. I turn and run, and I don't look back. The Road of Shadows, a new mystery and suspense audio drama by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Listen now at theroadofshadows.com. Thank you.